You're listening to the Enterprise Mobile Weekly Podcast. I'm your host, Manesh Ladd. First thing I want to t- talk about is Microsoft's Build Developer Conference in San Francisco. There were some announcements made to Windows 10 Universal Apps that could affect Android and iOS developers. So what happened was Microsoft announced that they'll be bringing some new bridging technology to its Windows 10 and Windows Store platforms. So they're going to allow you to bring web apps and Windows desktop apps, also known as Win32 apps, to Windows 10. And completely new to, uh, that came out of the blue was they're going to be supporting Android and iOS mobile app porting to the Windows Store. So how each of these platforms works is a little bit different. So let's kind of talk about how Android works and then how iOS works. So with the iOS bridging, what happens is... Uh, you're going to be able to take your Objective-C code for your mobile app and recompile it and make it run on Windows 10. So that's Windows 10 for desktop and mobile. So basically, you can take your um, Objective-C code for your iPhone or iPad app, make a couple of small tweaks, and have it run on Windows 10. So I think Microsoft is trying to find ways to entice uh, mobile developers to bring their apps to their platform. I'm not quite sure how the UI or UX is going to work, but uh, we'll see later this summer when uh, that toolkit comes out. On the Android side, things are a little bit different. You're still going to be able to port your Android code, so take your Android application, make a few tweaks, compile it for Windows 10, and have it run your app. But the Android side of things, it actually only runs on ARM devices, so only on Windows 10 devices that run ARM, such as uh, Windows 10 phones and small tablets. So again, Microsoft is trying to reach out to developers on the Android platform and bring it to their platform. Again, I have the same concerns. What, what is the UI UX going to look like? Um, so, but we'll find out soon enough. The, the, the universal Windows platform bridge for the Android runtime is also called Project Astoria, and it comes out in the summer. Uh, the iOS version is for Objective-C only, um, and it's called Project Allenwood, and again, that's also going to be out um, in the summer. If you want to go with a developer preview, both the iOS and Android bridges for Windows 10 have a, a limited developer preview available, so you can uh, do a Google search and sign up for the preview. One news that also came out was that initially, Microsoft did not mention anything about the Swift programming language. Uh, then they did come out a few days later and to say that they are working on a Swift compiler for Windows 10, but that's going to take a little while, but Swift is also coming. Now onto the iOS platform. Apple announced a new App Store analytics service for iOS developers that are going to give you some good information on how your app is performing in the App Store. So it's going to give you ways to optimize your App Store SEO, uh, to figure out which apps are driving your most pur- driving most purchases. Uh, so it's going to be a really good tool for you to figure out, okay, which price points are selling well, which in-app purchases are selling well, in which regions. So that's going to be a great uh, analytical uh, service for developers. Uh, I think it's going to be a little bit different to the other analytical products out there because various third parties such as Flurry Analytics will give you app analytics such as uh, user behavior, 
what people are doing within the app. This is just going to focus strictly on the App Store um, analytics uh, from the App Store point of view. So it's going to just tell you how your app is performing, how it's performing probably in different countries, and how to, uh, how to adjust the SEO of your application. If you're a native um, Android developer, uh, this is something uh, important for you. Uh, Google Play Services announced a new version, 7.3, and it brings changes to Android Wear and other capabilities to the product. So Google Play Services is, is something that you use uh, to build mobile apps. And the updates for 7.3 include uh, the ability to connect multiple Android Wear devices to a, one mobile device. So if you've got a mobile app that works with uh, Android smartwatches, you're going to be able to connect more than one device to your uh, your phone. Uh, there's changes to the Google Fit History API, so it's going to give you better uh, daily totals. There's going to be more uh, granular data tracking within Google Fit. And there's going to be changes to location request uh, frequency, uh, which should help improve battery life. So Google Play Services 7.3 is now available in the updated SDK. Uh, click on the link within the show notes to figure out uh, where to get your new version. The next piece of news according to Pocket now is that Android Lollipop distribution has almost reached 10%. So Lollipop has two different flavors at this point in time. There's a Lollipop 5.0, which is the most common, and that's at 9%. And the recently announced or released uh, 5.1 Lollipop is at 0.7%. So it's good to hear that Lollipop is catching up. But it's still way behind the two other flavors of Android that are popular in the marketplace. Um, KitKat has almost 40%, which is Android 4.4. And Android Jellybean, which is Android 4.1.x to 4.2 and 4.3, uh, that has almost 40% too. So Jellybean and KitKat are still popular in the marketplace. Uh, Lollipop is still improving, but it's nowhere near uh, the majority. Uh, one note here is that the Pocket Now article actually gets its numbers from the Google website. So Google has a web page that gives you all the stats for all the different OS versions. So it tells you, um, I think it's every month that they update the uh, mobile distribution numbers. So it'll tell you what versions of the OS uh, are distributed out to the different devices in the world today. According to Business Insider, uh, Google's uh, web traffic is now dominated by mobile. Uh, mobile passes desktop in terms of the amount of traffic Google is getting for its search traffic. So this is good news for the mobile marketplace. We knew mobile was going to be big. And this is a trend that uh, they're seeing in the uh, 10 key markets uh, for Google that include US and Japan. So it's not every single country, but in the 10 big uh, 10 key markets for Google, um, more traffic is coming from mobile devices versus desktops. So this is important for enterprises to consider uh, when they're building web applications. More and more web is happening on mobile. So as you can see from these numbers, uh, not necessarily the numbers, but according to this trend, more people will be looking at your site on a mobile device uh, rather than a laptop. So you need to make sure your web, web projects are geared towards mobile, that they're optimized for mobile. Maybe you use a responsive design for your mobile site. You've got to make sure your application looks and works fine on mobile.
According to The Verge, Google is planning to uh, allow developers to A-B test their apps on Google Play. So A-B testing is a, a feature that's used in online marketing usually to figure out uh, which design for a website is more popular or is going to drive more traffic. So this may be a good way for um, a developer to figure out which App Store listing is going to give you more downloads. So this is a, this is a rumor at this point. Um, I expect if this is real, it'll, it will be announced at Google's I.O. conference. It's happening later this month. Thank you for listening. That's the end of this week's episode. If you have any questions or feedback, please email me at manesh at ladmobile.com. That's manesh, M-A-N-E-S-H, at ladmobile.com. You can also follow me on Twitter. My Twitter handle is at maneshlad, so at M-A-N-E-S-H-L-A-D. Thanks for listening, and see you next time.